You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Oh, I had the under. We made it to the Friday here. It's hour one, Dan and the Dan. It's Dan Patrick Show. It's a meat Friday. I have no idea what's on the Traeger day, and I don't care. I'm sure it'll be great. Come on in. Stay a while. I'm going to try to have some fun today. Positives. Bob Euchre is going to join us. Mr. Baseball. Bob Euchre will join us celebrating 50 years doing Brewer games. He's been in the game, what, 65 years? So Bob Euchre will join us a little bit later on. I just wanted somebody to come on and tell stories. Have some fun. Maybe say something positive about baseball. We'll also look at the decision. Uh, Don Vennata, ESPN investigative reporter, will look back on when LeBron took over the airwaves and said, I'm taking my talents to Miami. We'll uh, go behind the scenes. There's a 30 for 30 coming out on the mothership about this. And uh, Don will join us to uh, give you some details there because there's a couple of questions that I have about the decision. By the way, LeBron got roughed up in the media after the decision because he had the audacity to say, I'm taking my talents to Miami. Kobe did that years before that. As a high schooler, Kobe said, I'm taking my talents to the NBA. You know, when you have that press conference where people, you know, the, these uh, kids are going to announce where they're going to play. Kobe had a press conference, sunglasses on top of his head. And he said, I'm taking my talents to the NBA. LeBron does it. And all of a sudden, oh, did you hear LeBron taking his talents to Miami? Why can't he say he's just going to go play for the Miami Heat? Did Dwayne Wade know LeBron was going to go to the Miami Heat? Because that's been out there. Did ESPN know prior to LeBron sitting down with Jim Gray that LeBron was going to Miami? Because of the location in Greenwich, Connecticut, this came out. There, there was su- such a frenzy. The, uh, you know, We were on the air that day, and I just remember seeing all of this information. And everybody had an opinion. He's staying in Cleveland. He's going to the Knicks. And Stephen A. Smith, to his credit, was, I think, the first to say that he he's hearing LeBron was leaning towards Miami. But nobody knew what was going on. It was a well-kept secret. And also, LeBron using the platform, and that's one of the few times we've seen an athlete who is empowered to be able to have his own TV show to announce a decision. And I applaud athletes. I've recommended, suggested that you can control this if you want to. It makes my job tougher, but if I was Tiger Woods or Usain Bolt or you can go down the, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I would, I would use my platform to announce what I wanted to do. You can monetize that. You can control it. Now, I like that they say things publicly and that we can have investigative reporters find out things, sources, but if you're able to do this, and you can do this, then I don't see why you shouldn't do it. But boy, it bothered a lot of people. Oh, young athletes taking control here, got the platform, and I'm going to take over the airwaves here. Sit back and let's wait. We're going to drag this out. Plus, I think the ESPN people in the control room uh, were really upset that Jim Gray was dragging this out. Now, I don't know if Jim Gray was... Like, what was the plan? He had an hour to fill. So I don't know if, you know, Jim Gray was told, Jim, you got to drag this out. Because 
I mean, we could have just said, hey, then LeBron joins us. LeBron, where are you going? <laughs> I'm taking my talents to uh, Miami. All right. Good night, everybody. Like you had to drag it out a little bit, uh, but, you know, it was really secretive. So Don will join us coming up next hour to talk about this. Uh, 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dp at danpatrick.com. Uh, we mentioned yesterday Vince Carter retires at the age of 43, Hall of Famer going into broadcasting. Uh, Liverpool wins the Premier League. We did it, Dan. Yay! My Reds, we did it. Yeah, where's your red today? Oh, you know what? That would have been too obvious. You know, it's, I don't wear green on St. Patty's Day. Yeah, well, I just figured you two long-suffering fans yep. finally. And I was trying to think how long I've been a Liverpool fan. And I was thinking, is it March? Well, it, it's like a child. Do you, say <laughs> do you say your kid is 18 months old or a year and a half old? I think March is when early, I started. Early March. Yeah. Like March 4th. When they shut down the Premier yeah, League. How much of a lead did they already have? At they were up by 40 points. In it. You start cheering for Usain Bolt at like the 70 meter mark. Yeah. Yeah. That's who I thought was going to win. That's great. Uh, let's see. This program is brought to you by LegalZoom. Need to make it legal? Make it LegalZoom.com. And uh, since they're not a law firm, you don't have to leave your home. You don't get charged by the hour. Visit LegalZoom.com for more information today. I said I was going to try to be positive. And I don't know if I can be. Because the NFL owners met yesterday, and their future plans are starting to take shape. Now, there's... Still a lot of questions here. And I know I get people who remind me, yeah, didn't you say that uh, the first month of the season could be moved to the back part of the season? Yes, I did. That's what my source told me. Prior to the release of the schedule, I was told that. The Hall of Fame game, that preseason game has already been canceled. That's the first event that the NFL has canceled during the pandemic. Pro football's been able to hold back on details of how they plan to come back. They don't have to. Now, their chief medical officer, David Allen Sills, he was on the show and he stressed uh, flexibility and adaptability. And that sounds great. I don't know what that means. They're going to let teams know, they're letting them know, that training camp starts July 28th. That's about a month away. There's some challenges here. Training camp rosters are much bigger than anything you have with baseball, with basketball, with hockey. Teams need to have a handle on what players are going to be doing at the facility and then away from it. The at the facility, I'm fine with. It's what happens when you're away from the facility. You're not in a bubble. And I know we all want football back. And it's a head start here that we kind of get a, a better idea of all of this. Here's Jay Glazer. The great Jay Glazer talking about some of the concerns owners have. They told everybody that July 28th is the date they're going to come back. But there were other dates that were discussed beforehand, and they were going back and forth. And this is different territory. So some people are like, hey, let's go back July 15th and, and have like almost a, that's their, basically their OT time, uh, OTA time. And somebody else, now let's do July 10th. And they can really have like somewhat of a week Basically, which is like your off-season workout program. Get them acclimate them. Get get our systems down, and then they kind of get going back and forth on that. And then they decide, okay, let's do July 28th. So the good thing is that there's a lot of minds working on it. The bad thing is, again, because there's no answer that's going to satisfy everybody. It's okay. Which which of these these ideas can work the best and keep everybody the safest? That's Jay Glazer. And look, I'll, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that they'll start on time. 
And maybe it's not a big deal that the Hall of Fame game was uh, canceled. It's the week after that that I'm curious about. And are we going to start on time? I'll stand by what I was told, and my source is impeccable on this, that they, there are plans. There are plans in place for the season to start later. Now, they're not going to make that public. And somebody's not appreciating that I'm making it public now. But they have to look at this and say, what if? Contingency plans. They don't, they're not going to say we have contingency plans because they're, the NFL just plows right through. But I just want everybody to understand where we are with the NFL. As much as we think the NFL gets it done, this won't stop the NFL. It can, and it probably will. Now, to what extent? I'm not sure. And I don't know if we're any safer in October than we are in September. I have no idea. All I'm telling you is what I'm told. Because whenever I bring this up, I get people who respond, you're not a doctor. I'm not trying to play one on radio either. I'm only telling you what a source has told me and maintained this information for the last couple of months since the schedule was was released, even prior to that. I was told by an impeccable source there are contingency plans to start the season a month later. Right? And I, you know, he stayed with that. that. That's the information he has. There is a contingency plan. There's contingency plans, plural. The one I'm talking about is they would start in October. Yeah, Paul. Do you think the NFL would prefer with their plan to instead of delaying the season, the start of the season a month, start the season on time and be ready to hit pause for a week or two or three because you still have February to work with. They always have that month of February where there's nothing going on. You know, like if we start on time, we could always hit the pause button for three weeks if we had to. to I, I, you know, once again, I don't know what their medical community is saying in what they expect to happen and how they're going to be able to keep everybody safe and healthy. Um, you just have so many people involved. There's so many players. I mean, you're dealing with rosters. You know, college football, it's an even bigger problem. You know, you have rosters that are twice the size, and you have less control over college-age students. So uh, Tom Brady is still working out. He had an FDR quote. We have nothing to fear but fear itself. And what do you make of that, McLovin? I like his uh, historical quoting, but it's pretty controversial. He seems to be uh, not shying away from controversy right now. Brady's making it clear that he's not going to let anything get in the way of him developing chemistry with his uh, new teammates. Several players and employees tested positive for uh, COVID-19 over the last couple of weeks. The NFL Players Association medical director, Dr. Tom Mayer, has recommended that players stop holding private practices together until the start of training camp. Brady isn't following that. Uh, He had a Thursday session. Uh, He and his new teammates hit the field this week. And uh, Florida is in the middle of a severe outbreak of COVID-19. But Brady is not backing down. Why doesn't the NFL say something to him? Can they? (laughs) Can they they fine him? Can they bench him? Take away his helmet? Yes, McLovin. Yeah, Florio reported that they're not going to fine him, but they... It was definitely a, an option. 
And not, we don't know that for sure, by the way, that they're definitely not going to look into this. You're not supposed to, you know, there are all these rules about team workouts anyway, even before all this happened. Yes, uh, Todd. He also said, ask not what the Buccaneers can do for you. What is that? That kind of came out of left field. It oh, doesn't that, make any sense. That's uh, JFK, though. Oh, that'll be JFK. Yeah. Right. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. Yeah, Rob. Uh, <laughs> yes, McLovin. So I understand him working out, obviously, but why does he have to make like a thing about it on social media? Wouldn't he just want to quietly work out and not draw attention to this? I don't know if he can quietly do it because you have a helicopter following him sure. around. Does it feel like he's sort of rea- uh, overdoing social media because he's been uh, kind of contained for 15 years in New England? Now he's like Mr. Social. The fact that he did the Howard Stern show after he left the Patriots, I went, wait a minute. Who is this guy? So maybe it's uh, unplugged. Tom Brady unplugged. And this is the biggest thing that Tampa's had in how many years? That Brady is there. Brady's working out. He's getting together with those new teammates. Yeah, McLovin. He did a TikTok dance yesterday. <laughs> it was amazing. I, no, that didn't happen. He did not. I don't really even know what that I, is. I almost believed you, but then I realized that I don't think he can dance. I think I believed McLovin for a second there. That seems like something Brady I, would do well, now. Well, no, he said amazing. He said that oh. it was amazing, and I don't think Brady has any rhythm. We should bring back our five-minute TikTok discussion pre-show yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Because everybody, my wife's on TikTok oh, now. No, no, no. You got her onto it. You mentioned TikTok. She's like, what's going on here on TikTok? Oh, I'm sorry about that. It's I get seven TikTok videos a day from my youngest daughter and it has to do with a cat. <laughs> I mean, there, there's no substance there. And I say to her, why are you sending me the cat? She goes, why not? And I go, okay. And then if I don't com- have a comment on the TikTok video, she's like, uh, no, I haven't heard from you. And it has nothing to do with her life. It has to do with the damn TikTok video. Yes, Todd. But if I show a dog hugging another dog or a baby hysterical laughing or motivational speakers, and they got, there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. I know there's other stuff on there, too, that I'm going to be accused of. Here but, we go. Let me tell you something, there. okay? No grown man is going on TikTok <laughs> to see dogs of puppy dogs being hugged. And like maybe there's like some comics on there that have some funny stand-up. There's no grown Carlin. man going on there. No grown man is down is putting TikTok on his phone. You can find George Carlin clips that. on YouTube. Well, Todd is technically a grown man. Yes, he is. Technically. Do you have a TikTok account? I do not have an account. Okay. I, I, I have it. I have the app on my phone, which I never downloaded. I think it used to be something That's else. That's the it same thing. It, it, it used to be something else and became TikTok. <laughs> oh, my I, God. I, I never actually set up any kind of TikTok. It just showed up on my phone. I don't, I don't communicate with anybody. <laughs> I, don't, I can't okay. put any likes All on there. All righty. You're just viewing. TikTok. Yeah, McLovin. I'll say it up for Todd because there are people in a boardroom somewhere saying, I'm hearing the kids are on TikTok. We got to get on TikTok. Corporate brands, media outlets, everywhere. I've seen media outlets flocking to That's TikTok. That's not why Todd's on TikTok. No, no. But I will, okay. I'll quote lines from like people they, dancing they, on TikTok and my kids will be like, please stop going on TikTok. It's not for you. That I've been warned by my kids and my wife that I have no business going through anything. You on have no business being on TikTok, but you still do it. I do take a look and see what's going on over there. But, but, but there's all kinds of things on there. It's not like some kind of what you're making it out to be. I know. But then you send me the TikTok video. I sent you a video of Joe Torre going off on an umpire. No, and, no, no. And a comedy clip. It was all perfectly clean. You've stuff. sent me a couple of TikTok videos. And then if I don't comment, 
then I feel like I let you down. I do like it when I get the thumbs up or a smiley face or <laughs> you, the letter K or something that I know you read it and you, we're still friends. I, I, I'm going to issue a cease and desist. Brady's lawyers? I'm going to bring in Brady's lawyers to have <laughs> you stop sending me TikTok videos. What if it's just someone with some kind of motivational... No, speech? I don't need to be motivated. Oh, have like Denzel Washington talking at, no, at, a, uh, at a college? No, no. That's actually what uh, the, the TikTok is just booming because of uh, all their motivational speech videos that are available there. <laughs> it's actually their uh, IPO is just through the roof. Oh, that's their wheelhouse. There's a lot of John motivational, there. motivational speech videos that are yeah, very but, popular amongst grown men. Yeah, you can't do it. There's pranks and stuff, the squirting water, like moms that they're like infant babies to get their reaction to what a, a bunch of water squirting in their face is. You can stop. You could have stopped. You could have backed away. I, I have to distance myself. You, you should you. leave the building. I'm going to have to distance myself from you. You can okay. always get rid of your phone like Brady did. Just you know, throw it in the ocean <laughs> and step on it. No one needs to know my communication with you with that. Yeah, see. It's those squirting videos that Todd likes on uh, TikTok yeah. of Babies and water. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we have a video of you being sprayed with water? <laughs> we do. Yeah. I got into that. Uh, oh, oh there don't the, I know. The, the make, hose on top of the car. The, the making of the calendar. <laughs> and I was, I was out back. I'm, I'm, it was a little, I had to take a shower when I went home. It was, I felt dirty because Todd is, he was almost reacting in slow motion, but he wasn't. And there's music playing. It was like in his head, there's like white snake music playing. And he's it's like a Tony Katane yes, moment. It yeah, was. Yeah. I was encouraged to, you know, act a little, you know, provocative. Oh, but I think I took it to an uncomfortable level for everyone involved. You did. You did. And I remember being out there and uh, instructing the person who was spraying you on how to spray you. And I went, what has happened to my career? Yes. Yes, uh, Paulie. It was the first time in my life I ever wanted to be blind in both eyes. <laughs> I prayed for blindness. Hit, hit, hit me now, big guy. You're, you're, you're blind in one eye. You were, you I were... saw that video for four seconds, and I could still remember it. I'm not joking. I, I ran the other way. It's so hot. What month of the year is that? Are we coming up on that? <laughs> Sorry, that's throwing up in their mouths. Do you, do you know what month you are when you're getting hosed down? I just down? know that I was puckering and making all kinds of facial expressions that had nothing to do with the uh, the scene that we were shooting. I'm surprised you didn't put it on TikTok, Todd. You think I could get some likes for that? <laughs> you know, we, you know, this generation has big self-esteem issues. You're not popular unless you have a certain amount of likes and followers. There's nothing you good ha- about you. You have some self-esteem I do. issues. It's not just this generation. <laughs> Uh, all right, let me take a break here. We'll get to uh, <laughs> phone calls coming up. It's a Friday. I, I, I want to laugh. We're I, back. I, I, I'm trying. Your I'm Reds try- did it. I'm trying. The, my Liverpool Reds did it. Never walk alone. <laughs> I, you know, I love Sunderland, but uh, I love Liverpool, too. I've, lo- I've loved Liverpool longer than I've loved Sunderland. And I started loving Liverpool in March. <laughs> I got to call Rebecca Lowe and just tell her. No. Remember it was Leicester City a couple of years Leicester. ago? I know. I told her. I said, I, I really think Leicester City is going to win. They're the team. You know, the odds. Oh, it's First of all, it's Leicester City. It's Leicester City. I go, okay, but they're going to win this year. Leicester is going to win. <laughs> All right, let me take a break here. Uh, 20 after the hour. Phone calls will be welcome. Uh, We come up with a poll question there, McLovin. You got one? 
I got a couple options okay. here. I got a little NFL action. No, I like it. off-field controversy issues. Oh, boy. All right. Take a break. Back after this in the Dan Patrick Show. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. All righty, McLovin. What kind of poll question do we settle on today? Okay, we're having Don Van Nett on to talk about the decision. What is the story that we most overcovered in the last 10 years, off-field stuff. I'll give you the decision. Okay. Deflategate. Maybe the Houston Astros scandal. I'm thinking five years we're going to look back and say, what was that all about? Those I think are my the, three options. I think the Astros are undercovered. Yeah, maybe. But now it's but there's emerging that every team was doing something like that. That was sort true, of my thinking. True. Remember the Yankees? Remember we were hearing from the Yankees and they got cheated and they should have, uh, you know, they, they should be uh, awarded a World Series or. Yeah, I don't think so. Yes, McClough. Actually, my original question, what was the biggest story? And then I put the decision, the deflate gate Astros. And I was thinking Colin Kaepernick. Michael Sam, like those are all like, I feel like all those stories took over an entire year of the sports media. I think Deflategate was overcovered. And that was, that was nine months and that was constant. And, and you know, the suspension, oh, man, I mean, Kaepernick is, you know, the biggest one that we've had, but, but if you're talking about the biggest non-serious off field well, the Astros cheating is serious. Deflate. Oh, come on. It's not that serious. It's a serious act. I mean, they won the World Series. They cheated in the World Series. So it's baseball. Everybody's been cheating for the whole sport. Had steroids all over it for 20 years. Well, I'm just talking about the story. Yeah, but it was kind of sad. We all laughed at it a little bit, though. It was funny, too. The banging the drum. Yeah, unless you're a Dodger fan. Or a Yankee fan might not have been as funny, but just the fact that it was so blatant and you're going, oh, they're dump, dump. And then you hear that, you know, swack of the bat. <laughs> um, Deflate Gate was overcovered. That took a long time to play out. And remember I don't, the, remember the deflator and all those text oh, messages God. and how we had dissected them? <laughs> I know. Somebody sent me a Christmas ornament. I have it over here. It's a uh, it's a cell phone, and it's got Brady and uh, Giselle on it. <laughs> I think I have it. Let me see if I have it over. hanging off my desk. They just sent it to you? Uh, no, no, no. I've had it. Oh. I, I, I've had it for a while. Uh, but, yeah, it's on the side of the desk there that somebody sent that in as a uh, Christmas ornament, and it's a cell phone with uh, Brady and Giselle on the... Uh, on the front of it. Yes, yes. A couple other stories that I was looking at. Remember Peyton Manning's free agency and Kevin Durant's free agency? Are those as big as a decision or is the decision this the granddaddy of all free agents? Peyton's was. And then when you start to hear the backstory of how, you know, he they, they thought he was going to play for the Redskins and that he had worked out for a couple of teams and they kept it really, really, really under wraps. Nobody knew that he was working out. I think they had Brandon Stokely show up and they didn't even tell him, you know, what was happening. Just said, bring your cleats. 
And Brandon Stokely, who played with Peyton in Indianapolis, did not know that Peyton was going to be you know, interested in playing for the Broncos. And uh, he shows up, not allowed to bring his cell phone, not allowed to tell anybody he's doing anything, and he's only there to catch footballs from Peyton Manning. And then that was it. Uh, the Niners were looking at him, and Harbaugh, I think, stayed in his car. So nobody knew that Harbaugh was watching Peyton Manning throw the football. Like all of this stuff is, I mean, it's cloak and dagger type stuff of just where Peyton Manning was going to go and, you know, to what lengths some of these teams went to keep it under wraps because Peyton demanded that it be kept under wraps. So you can imagine Peyton's attention to detail. Team's got a good eye, you know, they, they got a good feel for that after watching that unfold. Yeah, McLevin. Uh, what do you remember about Kevin Durant? Because I think we were off the day that he signed. And we were, I remember it was another story where we like, maybe the Knicks. Maybe Kevin well, Durant's coming to the Knicks. And, and, and I, from the outset, you know, I said he's not coming back. And, you know, I thought the Knicks made the most sense. And that Kyrie would join him. And he did go to New York. He just went to Brooklyn. No, I'm sorry. I was talking about Golden State with the, oh, uh, the Hampton Five. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was um, a big deal. The Hampton Five. And uh, that's when he first was rumored to go to the Knicks. Uh, that was a big deal. Big deal. And that was covered, you know, not only prior to, but when it happened and then the fallout from why would you just join the team that you could have eliminated, should have eliminated, and why not stay? And he took a lot of heat for joining the Golden State Warriors. And he probably still has. Whenever anybody brings up titles, you know, LeBron gets criticized because he left Cleveland to go to Miami to win titles. But LeBron left because we kept saying, you're never going to be Michael Jordan if you don't win titles. And he didn't have a Scottie Pippen. Nobody wanted to go to Cleveland to play. I mean, they got Kyrie because, you know, they were bad after LeBron left. And then Kyrie came in there and, you know, they got him as the number one pick and became his team until LeBron came back in town. But LeBron tried to get Chris Bosh to go to Cleveland. <laughs> Bosh is like, no, I'm going to South Beach. I'm going to Miami here. But... What KD did, LeBron didn't have a good team in Cleveland. KD at least had a team that went toe-to-toe. They, they could have won the title. So I, I understand he's, he was chasing titles too because chasing titles puts you into the top 10 all-time on the basketball list. If KD doesn't have titles, he's not a top 10 player of all time. Great player. Hall of Famer, not one of the top 10 players of all time. It's hard to get into the top 10 if you don't have titles. Does Is anybody in the top 10 who hasn't won a title? I don't think so. Steph Curry is going to be a top 10 player. If he tacks on three more years, he'll be a top 10 player. If they play at a high level, maybe win another title. He's going to be, you know, Barkley's not a top, not a top 10 guy. Carl uh, Malone. Carl Malone, I think, is a top 10 player. But I'm going to guess he'll he'll be, if you're going to say somebody's going to fall out, Carl Malone will fall out. KD would replace him or Steph Curry would replace him. you got to win titles. That's what it's all about. Uh, I don't know how I got sidetracked on that. Isn't, it, uh, it, isn't tonight the anniversary of the Hornets, or is that the trade? I think it was yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Last night, I, th- I believe, was the trade where... Vladi Divac. Vladi Divac, yeah. 
So George Shin, he was the owner of the Hornets, right? And they make this deal. Jerry West makes this deal. And they want, I think, is it like the 13th pick overall that they want? They want Kobe and that they traded Vlade Divac. And I think George Shin at the time, the owner said, I think we just made the best trade in franchise history. Oops. Do I have that right, McLovin? Yeah, I believe so. Uh, I saw that yesterday. That uh, Yeah, you absolutely have it right. They also, the Warriors GM was like, ah, I don't think Kobe's ready to play in the NBA, which is technically true because yeah. he did struggle as a rookie, but still. Yeah, Paul. Uh, there's a quote from Mitch Kupchak, who was a Lakers GM at the time. He said the trade felt, he felt like the trade might not go through because I guess in Charlotte, when they took Kobe immediately, they noticed all the excitement around a young, exciting player, and they almost pulled the plug on the trade. That's what he had heard in the back and forth. Charlotte, so the trade was predicated on if you get our guy, Kobe, then we'll send you Vlade. I, I think. And then, and, and Vlade was very popular with the Lakers, but you're taking an 18 year old in Kobe and you weren't quite sure what you had. But Jerry West, because Jerry West worked out Kobe, and I think they saw enough where they they didn't want anybody else to know how excited they were with what they saw. Yeah, Paul. Jerry West actually told us that they did two workouts with Kobe when he was 17 years old when he at the, with the Lakers. That they worked Kobe, uh, Jerry West and the Lakers worked with Kobe's agent to limit the amount of pre-draft workouts with other teams. They found ways to have him not be difficult, but to not do and not schedule as many workouts to minimize the buzz around him. <laughs> Jerry West told us that and told some other people that as well. The New York New Jersey Nets were the, with uh, were thinking about taking Kobe with the eighth pick, and John Calipari was. Uh, <laughs> and I guess there was some back and forth. Oh. I'm not sure who did or who didn't want Kobe, but mm. uh, the Nets were kicking the tires. Yes, McLovin. I got to tell you, the narrative in Philadelphia was Kobe told all 30 teams, "I'm not going to anywhere but L.A. or New York," mm. and like that's why he felt he would have gone too. But he, he Arn Tellum, his agent said. Don't pick him. He's not coming unless you're the Lakers. That's how we were told. Because he said he didn't want to go to the Sixers. And he's a lower Marion guy. And it took a long time for Philadelphia fans to forgive him for that, right? I think He they... got booed at the All-Star game. <laughs> but he came back and gave a lot of money to the gym that I put on the map, by the way. <laughs> the Perloff family. Your brother played on the same team with Kobe. He did, yeah. I mean, my brother was... Was he on the fact, team? Yeah, he was captain of the team. Oh, he was. But he was not a... You know, he scored maybe 1.3 points per game or something. But when Kobe joined us, Kobe remembered your brother. Yeah, I, I think so. Or was he being polite? He's probably being polite. <laughs> Either way. But, you know, the funny thing, I, I tell this story to you guys, like, the team was half Jewish and half African-American, so it was... Like Kobe to Goldberg over to Schwartz, <laughs> and they like they dominated. <laughs> I'm serious. Like I don't I don't know if that's even appropriate, but it was a funny <laughs> dynamic on that team. Uh, Matt in Wisconsin joins us. Hi, Matt. What do you have for me today? Hi, Dan. Six four, two twenty. Dan, I just wanted to get your thoughts. I'm a uh, Division three college basketball coach, and I don't know if you saw yesterday, but the Division One Council extended the recruiting dead period uh, for all Division One sports through August 31st. And uh, interestingly enough, in Division Three, as of Friday, June 12th, 
they opened the floodgates and said we could go out. So I've been on the road the last two weeks and can still be on the road. And I just find it unique and wanted to get your thoughts on the consistency, uh, you know, with the NCAA and, and, and what their rules are for college coaches across all divisions. I'm not well versed on it, Matt, to be honest with you. Uh, but uh, good luck out on the re- recruiting trail. Yeah, I, I'm not aware of this. So they're allowing Division three coaches to go out, but they're not allowing other coaches to go out. Uh, but I, I, I'm not aware of that. But thank you for the phone call. In two seasons in Charlotte, Vlade Divac's numbers, 11 points, 8 rebounds. And at the time, George Shin is saying, this might be the best trade in franchise history for us. All right, we'll take a break. We uh, have our play of the day. That's uh, coming up. Uh, Also, we have our uh, Discover Moment of the Week coming up, which was an interesting one with Darius Rucker and how his daughter was named after Dan Marino. Uh, That story coming up a little bit later on as well. We'll dive into the decision. Don Van Natta, the investigative reporter for ESPN, uh, he looks back on that decision by LeBron James. Like, who knew what and when did they know it? And I know I was critical of LeBron James from from this standpoint. I thought that he owed a phone call to... um, uh, Gilbert, uh, the Cavs owner. What's Gilbert's first name? Dan. I think, Dan right? Gilbert. Okay. And 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 you know, the more I've I've thought of that, the more I think that I was wrong in saying that. From the standpoint of LeBron, didn't like Dan Gilbert, didn't trust him, and wanted to get out of there. And if I'm LeBron, even if I give him a courtesy call to say, "Hey, just letting you know, I'm going to Miami." Dan Gilbert could have put that out there and, you know, taken all of the steam out of the de- the decision. Could have. Uh, I just thought LeBron needed to act bigger than Dan Gilbert because he is bigger than Dan Gilbert and his reputation. But maybe he didn't trust him. But at the time, I thought at least giving them, them a heads up because Cleveland was devastated. They were. And I don't think people realize the acrimony between LeBron and Dan Gilbert not trusting him. But uh, that was the only thing. You know, the fact that he said he was taking his talents to South Beach, I, you know, I couldn't care less. People did because it's LeBron, but I, I couldn't care less. I just want to know, is Dwayne Wade telling the truth that he did not know that LeBron was going to Miami? As he's watching, he's reacting the same way we are. He's, what? Yeah, McLovin. This is not to blame LeBron at all, but I totally understand the pain Cleveland felt. That would stink yes. as a fan. Yeah. You know, it's not LeBron's fault at all. Free agency is great for the sport, but man, that would have hurt. And then he came back. You know, he did come back, but he came back because he knew he had a team there. I think he would have stayed if he could have gotten, if Chris Bosh would have gone to Cleveland. I mean, I, I'm wondering if he, I'm guessing he would have stayed. LeBron just needed somebody that could be equal to him. He didn't have a Pippen. And even when he got a Pippen, Pippen didn't want to stay. Kyrie wanted to be a star and have his own team. You know, LeBron needed a couple of B pluses. Now he he had some C pluses, maybe B minuses. Maybe he had a D or two in there. We'll take a break. Play of the day up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. 
Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live every day at YouTube.com slash The Dan Patrick Show. Did we settle on a poll question, McLevin? We have a new entry from Pauly. And I'm, I'm not sure if these are the right choices, but whose career would you want, Vince Carter or Robert Ory, seven-time NBA champion? Vince Carter, there was a time in your life where you were the biggest thing. Everyone bought your jerseys, you slam dunk champ. No titles, no NBA Finals ex- ex- appearances. But you're going to be remembered. Robert Ory was a, a solid NBA player. He wasn't even like a starter. His own career. Big shot, Bob. Known for being clutch. Mm-hmm. And I think he has seven rings. Yeah, I think so. And he's responsible for a couple of them. He's not just along for the ride. No. Which would you take? Vince Carter. Yeah, Vince Carter. I think if... if you said Tim Duncan instead of Robert Ory, you know, because Tim's got what five titles, but Tim Duncan earned those five titles. He was, you know, largely responsible for five titles. So I would that would be different. Robert Ory Oreo, he was a role player on all those play uh, those teams and did hit some big shots. But Vince Carter, that's pretty good career. Yeah, McLevin. Right, Duncan, I think, is a little too good, though. I'm looking, there's a classic game on. How about a Joe Dumars or somebody who's good on a title How about Pippen? Pippen, well. Pippen, Pippen or Vince Carter? Pippen was never the most famous player on his own team. I, I'm not the biggest Pippen fan because of some of the other stuff that goes along with it. I can't argue with six rings. It's... I would take Pippen just because it's six rings and you, you want it with the, the most exciting, publicized, talked about team in history. Um, we like Vince. I don't know if people have a soft spot in their heart for Scottie Pippen. With Vince, you just were like, you got to admire that. You love it. He played till he's 43. But, I, you know, Scottie was still, he was, he was a great player. When he decided he didn't want to go back in, and then that that there's no coming back from that. And then in the documentary to say, you know what, if I had to do it all over again, I'd probably do the same thing. And I went, no, no, don't say that. Even if you believe it, don't double down like that. Uh, Jesse in Los Angeles. Hi, Jesse. What do you have for me today? Hey, Pete. Happy me and positivity Friday to you and the day. Yes. Well, we'll try. Uh, well, I'm going to keep it there. On Vince Carter, happy retirement. In sports talk yesterday, there's been some debate. Is he a Hall of Famer or not? I believe he is. It's because, as you always say, can you tell the story of the sport without the person? And you can't mention the Raptors without talking about Vince Carter. But if if he doesn't manage to get in, can they at least put his top ten dunks in, starting with him jumping over poor old Frederick Because <laughs> Frederick Von <laughs> As Marvin just told me on the phone, I didn't realize this. Uh, that guy got drafted by the Knicks, and he never came. Keep it real, guys. Have a good one. All right. Thank you, Jesse. I don't know why there's any debate about Vince Carter being a Hall of Famer. I saw that yesterday. It's the dumbest debate. He's first ballot. Wait, easy. Who, who is – what is the debate? I don't know. I mean, if – Eight-time All-Star. I mean, he, he led the All-Star voting four times. Rookie of the year. Um, rookie of the year, unless you're looking at the second, if you take from 29 on, what kind of numbers does 
Vince Carter have? He After the age of 30, he was never an all-star again for the next 12 seasons. Okay. Could you compare his career at all to Ken Griffey Jr., where the first decade is first ballot, no doubt, also compelling, beloved, everyone wanted to be Ken Griffey, everyone wanted to be and Vince Carter. Griffey didn't win. And Griffey, his last 10 years, he was a good MLB player. He was not great. A couple all-star teams, but he was not Ken Griffey anymore. Like Vince Carter. They adjusted and stuck around, yeah. and they never stunk, but they cooled off. Yeah, but Vince became a three-point specialist, and, you know, Junior didn't change his game. I mean, he just didn't hit as many home runs. He, he wasn't able to, you know, roam freely like he did, you know, center field. You know, unless you look at such a great first half of the career, and then it cooled down considerably in the second half. Yeah, McLevin. You know, I'm a Vince guy, but I might say Griffey was greater because Griffey was the singular force. Oh, in yeah, the sport. yeah. Griffey was the best player in the sport. And the most popular. For almost yeah. a decade. Vince yeah. was never that. Didn't Vince win a title in college? Did they? I think they lost that title with Jameson. Did, I got to double check. Did they that. lose that too? That did, was the year that uh, John Feinstein wrote the book, Following the Final Four. I'll double check. Didn't they play Utah in the. the uh, Final four, and then they went to the title game. Michael Doliak, is that the era? I think, with Rick Majerus. Or Van Horn. We got to check this. Yeah. Maybe UConn? Did you... No, I don't know. Yeah, you I should... think Maryland's in the mix there. I got to double check this. Yeah. We'll find out. We got two hours to find out. One hour in the books. Two more to go.